Blog Talk Radio. You've tuned into He Said What? With your girl, Simply Bree. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Listen, sis, I don't know about you, but I need some answers. So please, pull up a seat and let's chat, okay? You have tuned to He Said What? I am your host, Simply Bree. Tonight's question is, why is it hard for men to open up about their childhoods? Hmm? We will have this discussion with our guest, King Speaks. If you would like to chime in, give us a call at 515-602-9647. Once again, the number is 515-602-9647. If you are looking to advertise on the show, please send your email with the subject ads to he said what radio at gmail.com. If you would like to submit a question for the show, send your email with the subject question to he said what radio at gmail.com. Once we receive your inquiry, one of our reps will reach out to you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show to find out about our future announcements and special events. Every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m., and that's Eastern Standard Time, I will have a new show with a different question. Dance with me.
for joining he said what with simply Bree. the song you just heard is called goddess flower and that's by king speaks who is a great spoken word artist and professional photographer based in atlanta georgia joining us king speaks will shed light on the question why is it hard for men to open up about their childhood Have you ever taken a moment to stop and think about the many ways words can be translated? Like, now, if you think about it, we're just going to dive into the rabbit hole just a little bit, okay? Consider the fact that the way men process information, it differs from the way women perceive it. There are times when we think men never listen. What if that wasn't the case and you just didn't know his language? A lot of the times, before we truly get it, we end up reacting without knowing what exactly he meant. If you're just joining us, tonight's topic, why is it hard for men to open up about their childhood? On He Said What? Internet Radio, hosted by Blog Talk. I am Simply Bree, and the call-in number is 515 515- Six zero two nine six four seven. If you have an event going on in your community and you would love for us to announce it, please send us an email with the subject community to he said he said what radio at gmail dot com. Once again, that's he said what radio at gmail dot com. Currently taking place. The Girls Who Brunch Tour nonprofit organization is currently holding their ambassador's challenge. The ambassador who raises the most money by May 31st will win a 50-inch flat-screen smart TV. I need me one of those, y'all. Second place will receive a gift card for $125, and third place will receive a $75 gift card. The purpose of the Girls Who Brunch Tour, a 501c3, is to cultivate, inspire, and empower at-risk girls between the ages of 9 and 17 years old. Today, girls are very impressionable. This demographic of girls is being exposed to bullying, human trafficking, self-esteem issues, and underestimation of self-worth. Through Girls Who Brunch, they provide vital tools needed through literacy, education, life skills, and health and wellness to help girls become leaders and difference makers in their community. Their goal for the fundraiser is $7,500 to help pay for day-to-day operation fees, including transportation, and sponsoring young girls for events. For more information, check out their website, and that's com. and also follow them on Instagram at girlswhobrunchtour. Rose 
similar to being afraid of the dark. Though powerless, the sincerity conquers moods. I saw love lying there, not hearing me speak, but spiritually in sync with ancient love that manifests through my gaze. I hold back, turning back, standing in the need of prayer, someone to speak up on my behalf. As a newborn, she feeds from my essence, harvesting from my spirit. So, discretion is advised. For fatherhood cries to be the man that the daughters of Eve need. She is immaculate in beauty. She ravishes men's eyes with perfection. Yesterday she weaved a connection of spiritual glances. Her mother is Bathsheba. Causing men to take the fall for just one night. Rosemary Mint secures confidence as she exhales her breath of life. Gathering words of love manifesto. Declaring intentions of I will survive. Leaving pure beauty in the eyes of the king. Royally satisfying subjects for consummate displays. The sweetest love I've ever known was named Rosemary. I hold back, turning back. Standing in the need of prayer, someone speak up on my behalf. Immaculate in beauty She ravishes men's eyes With perfection As a newborn She feeds from my essence Harvesting from my spirit Soul Roses remind of love Minds of grace and make cleanses with soothing recollections. Rosemary, I love you. copies at jampublishing.net Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Welcome. You have tuned into He Said What? I am Simply Bree and we have our guest um, joining us very shortly, Mr. King Speaks. 
Um, and if you guys have not already done done so, please make sure that you go ahead and subscribe and stay up to date with what I have going on because I guarantee you, you are not going to want to miss any of these episodes. So without further ado, Mr. King Speaks himself. Good evening. How are you? I am fantastic, Miss Bree. How are you doing this evening? I am awesome. Welcome so much to the show. So yeah, just thank to you tell, for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. Just to tell everyone a little bit about yourself. As I stated earlier, you are a professional photographer as well as a spoke a spoken word artist. Yes, yes. It's been a little while since I've done the spoken word part, but uh I kind of look at it like uh, as life changes and evolves, you kind of got to go back to the drawing board and uh, see what else your soul is trying to say, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I come out with the uh, come out with the next chapter of my life as far as doing spoken word, whether written or spoken, um, I pretty much just want to capitalize on where I am now. Right, definitely. And then you also do the photography. And I've seen a lot of your work. (laughs) If you guys have not followed him, make sure you follow him. You have a lot of amazing talent and a lot of amazing work. How did you get into photography? You know what? I actually got into photography. uh, I actually, and I'm getting ready to tell my age. I remember remember cutting grass in Indianapolis where I'm from. And uh, I'd get like maybe $8 a yard back then. I mean, kids wouldn't dare do that nowadays. But, uh, (laughs) and I remember I would go and buy the little disposable cameras that you had to wind up and they were in a little cardboard box. And you had to turn them in to get developed. And uh, that was something else people these (laughs) days don't know anything about. You know, you had to wait a couple of days too. Yeah, it was a couple of days, you know, and I didn't have the money for the express printing back then, you know. So um, right. nowadays, you know, with the memory card. So um, anyhow, just as time went on, uh, I just found myself always just wanting to um, capture, take pictures of things that told a story, you know. Right. Um, it's one thing to take a picture of a flower. Well, that, you know, that's fine. Flowers are beautiful, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, if you find a beautiful flower, and it has one wilted leaf on it or one wilted mm. petal. That, to me, tells a story, you know. Right. And uh, I don't know, you can call it weird, strange, however you want to call it. But I call it expression, you know. And um, yeah. so, yeah, and it's just as time went on, um, you know, I was able to get one of those digital cameras, and that totally changed the game. It <laughs> changed so, the game uh, up. Yeah, yeah, that totally changed the game, Bree. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, and uh, before I knew it, I was just taking pictures for here and there. And believe it or not, probably my first, my first ten or fifteen jobs I had, I did for free. You know, I was just oh. looking for an opportunity, and uh, yeah, I was just looking for an opportunity, and I was just looking to create something. You know, I mm-hmm. was just looking to, I was just looking to. Um, you know, create as an artist, you know, photographically, you know. And, right. Um, is that a word, photographically? But anyhow, uh, I was it can looking be. to create, you know. <laughs> I look, that's the estimation earlier. Yeah, I was like, wait a exactly. minute. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was just word? looking for, I was just looking for a way to create, you know. And before I knew it, people started asking me to do, to do, to do jobs, you know. Yeah. And, um it just kind of worked out that way, and I try real hard not to get pigeonholed into just doing models. Right. But that's oh, all that seems yeah. to be coming my way for a while, you know. And right. um, so I went from models to doing concerts to doing uh, backstage uh, photography, and uh, I tried to dabble in film, but film is a whole other monster in itself, and requires right. a whole other set of equipment that I just did not have the time or energy to uh, pursue the knowledge about. I said, let me just stick with photography right now. So, uh, right. so yeah, that's how it kind of evolved to where I am now. So. Yeah, and, you know, it's nothing wrong with dipping and dabbing into different areas, but I think at the end of the day, it's all about your comfort level. And so Definitely. if you're not yes. comfortable, then are you really going to put your all into it? 
No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not going to put your all into anything you're not comfortable with. And that is, that to me is a universal law. You know, um, if you're not comfortable with the person, if you're not comfortable with the pair of pants you're wearing, you're going to get out of it. You know, you're going to take them off and you're going to find something that you're comfortable with, that you can move freely and that you can express yourself freely in and something that um, if you could do it for free, and still make a living, you know, you would you you would absolutely do it. You know. Right. So it's all about finding what you're comfortable with and uh what you feel as though your calling is. And um yeah, yeah, definitely. So a way to actually relate that even to relationships because that's what I think of when I hear that when when we're comparing a passion and, and the comfort the comfortability, if that's the word. It's gonna be a word tonight. Um, it is tonight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're in a relationship and you're not mm-hmm. comfortable with that relationship, then guess what? You're going to give as much. You're going to stop doing no things doubt. that you started yes. doing at the beginning of the relationship. Yes, indeed. And yes, indeed. If you're not yes. comfortable with the person mm-hmm. that you're even getting to know, you may not be willing to indulge certain information to them. Mm. Wow. So I'm taking that notes actually down. Go ahead. Keep talking. <laughs> that actually goes <laughs> into the topic for tonight's discussion. Why is it hard for men to open up about their childhood? For men to open up about their childhood. Yes. Wow. Well, yeah. I would say from my experience, and every man's experience is different, mm-hmm. um, being a young male, and I hate, I really, really, really hate to put race in it, mm-hmm. but race is a factor. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it just is. Being mm-hmm. a young black male um, coming up in Indianapolis, Indiana, and our cult- the culture is so different, very, mm-hmm. very different. And that's not to say it's worse than any other culture, because by God, it's not worse by any means. It's just Mm -hmm. our culture and the way a lot of us were raised. Right. You know, uh, we grew up in the days of whoopings. (laughs) You know, we grew up in the days of, did you roll your eyes? What? (laughs) You know, something's coming at you. You (laughs) You don't know which direction, but it's on the way. You know, and uh, that's mm-hmm. oh man, you know, um, smack and, and don't smack your lips. Oh my Ooh. god, you no, know, no, but, wait, wait, don't grab yeah. the belt. Oh, <laughs> don't grab the belt and say, don't hit me, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that just makes it just so much worse. And yeah. but aside from the physical, aside from the physical, um ramifications behind expressing, even learning to express yourself as a young man. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, uh, the mental aspects of expression were I was the only boy, and I grew up with three Mm -hmm. older sisters. Yeah, three older sisters, and I was the youngest. The youngest, I was the baby, you Mm -hmm. know. So having three older sisters, and when I tell you there was no room for weakness at all, Mm -hmm. Zero, zero, zero. And if ever (laughs) I did show weakness, (laughs) if ever I did show any type of weakness, you know, I would hear about it for every, you know, for another or so, you know. So um, even though as a child I was confused, like, what's wrong with me? You know, why am I catching so much hell from my from my sisters, you know? And, of course, mom would mom would always be the one to kind of run and grab me and try to, you know, you know, leave him alone, but old dad had a different point of view because he grew up probably even the more he was the, he was the youngest boy out of five older sisters. You wow! Know? So um, yeah, yeah. My my grandmother has twenty six granddaughters and three grandsons. Oh my! So gosh. it's not a lot. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of uh, male <laughs> energy in my family coming up. So. Who the hell do you run to? Nobody. Right. You run. You keep it to yourself. <laughs> you keep right. it to yourself, and you learn to keep it to yourself, and you just um, figure out the best way that you can express yourself, 
you know, and I'm speaking as a as an adolescent here, you know, you, you know, you really learn to express yourself in a way where um you're not called the P word. And the P word uh, yeah. back in my days growing up was punk. You know. Mm. You don't wanna be called a punk, you don't wanna be called a sissy, you don't want or yeah. worse. You know, and um and you'd be surprised how many men go through life kind of being a chameleon, even though they are hurting and cut and bleeding mm-hmm. inside and they have they've only learned one way of expressing that. And I guarantee you, because I went through it myself, it comes out in more um devastating ways. It comes out mm-hmm. in ways that um that takes you even further away from the result when really all you have to do is say stop or no right. or that's enough or hey that hurts or right. but no you can't no that's weakness what do you mean it hurts well are you a girl you know what and this and there's this and there was this when I was coming up there was this anti-feminization movement going on to where you just kind of had to just grin and bear it mm-hmm. and you just had to you know man up toughen up, be a man, you know, and, uh, you know, be tough, be tough. To this day, I still hear my dad always telling me, be tough, you know, Mm. man up, man up. Don't be a pump. Don't be a sissy, you know? And, um, so, yeah. So, um, and I really think that a lot of, especially African-American men, and I'm only speaking from, from the African-American point of view, you know, right. no no slight to any other races or cultures, but as an African American man, um, it gets very confusing. There's a lot of gray areas as to well, what the hell is a punk? Right. What is a sissy? You know, what is what can I say? What can I not say? You know, and I remember when I was a kid, uh, I went to my sister. Me and my sister, we were arguing. I, God knows about what. And we were arguing, and I told her, when my mother came in there and said, hey, what's going on? I said, you know, I said the word feel. I feel mm. like she's such Uh-oh. and such. And, oh, my God, she tore into me. You know, my sister, she said, what do you mean how you feel? Women talk about their feelings. You know, mm. men don't talk about how they feel. You right. know, and um, so I'm just like, okay. I will never say the word feeling. I will never say the word feel again, you right. know, and to this day, I'm very careful if I say, well, I feel like, you know, what? I really think that, mm. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll really try to change oh, it even bad. to this day. Right. Seriously. Yeah. It's, oh. You know, the psychology behind that is so much deeper than yeah. I think a lot of people realize and right. really to express yourself to a woman or to your children, or to on your job, whatever the, whatever the situation is, to express yourself, you have to be very, very careful to where you're still, to where you can get your point across, and you can still um, hopefully get the you know the desired result at the end, and, right. and still leave with some type of feeling like some type of man when you leave the situation, you know. So. Um, so yeah, that's oh that's just kind of my view, my view on that. So that's amazing. See, this is why we have this show because women like myself, when I meet a man, you know, and we're getting to know each other and things like that, I want him to express himself. I want him to tell me how he feels. I want to know his emotions. I want to know his thoughts, but I mainly, I want to know his emotions. So for a mm. man. In, in your shoes and go through what you've gone through growing up to not be able to express himself, it does make it harder for guys to, invo- you know, divulge certain information about themselves, especially when it's talking about the feelings, if they were raised yeah. not to express the feelings. Uh, mm. Wow. Now, I will have to be honest with you, Miss Bree, you are the first, and I'm 43 years old, you are the first mm-hmm. woman that I've heard say she wants a man to be able to express himself. Oh my God. In my, in my entire life. I kid you not. <laughs> in wow. my entire life. And you know what? <laughs> that is so refreshing. It's such a breath of fresh air, you know, really such a breath of fresh air because I think I know why mm-hmm. the divorce rate 
it's over 80% these days, yeah. you know, because it's on, it's a one way communication is really mm-hmm. one way. You know, yeah. me and we are just trained to just listen to what the woman has to say. Okay, honey, you're right. Yes, dear. And he goes on with his day. And Mm-mm, infidelity no. comes in, and we can get into all that other stuff. You know what I mean? Yes, so it's just yes. so many other factors. So. Wow. Well, yeah, we, we definitely got to talk more. We are going to <laughs> take a music break, and when we come back, guys, we are going to pick up on this conversation Um, We're going to listen to Almond Cookie. Very interesting titles, by the way. Almond Cookie, guys. We'll be right back. Growing on almond trees in sycamore groves. Such a beautiful gift. And so thoughtful. For her to share her cookies with I. Almond coated skin. Inevitably nourishing my needs. Shall we proceed into the endeavors of love magic happening? Smiles and tender kisses, staying frame of minds. The scent of Carol's baby girl, sidesteps from the smell into tight clenched fist. Where do you think you are going? Smelling of extra terrestrial. This world, love sparking love interest in glossy eyes. Almond cookie smells of a preserving sweet. Your scent is religious. I am paying you my tithe of time. I place on love a burden. I place on her a hurting. Your lips resemble two blushing roses in the morning dew. Kiss me by the book. The sun and the moon compete for your presence. Love is blind. Seeing only the light of your almond-scented smile. All within me convoys into the outlet of a liquid love. You shall bear the burden of your choice to fill your cookie with almond. Spread your opening act, scene one. Get into character. Thanking Carol for this love intermission. Right. 
welcome back to He Said What? I am Simply Bree, and we have our guest, King. Um, just want to make a quick announcement for all of my listeners. If I have anyone that's interested in calling in, um, the phone number that you would dial is 515-602-9647. Just make sure you give me a minute. Let me get you guys situated before I bring you on, and then you can ask your question or make your statement. So back to you, Mr. King Speaks. Wow. So yes, I'm learning a lot about you tonight. This is very interesting. <laughs> so now, do you think that um, for men who grow up in a household where um, there is not a male present or a father figure present, in that household, it could affect um, them emotionally as far as, you know, how they react to certain questions, certain situations with their significant other? Definitely. I totally agree with that. I, I, I do totally agree with that. Um, for a young man to grow up and his main source of influence to come from a female, mm-hmm. whether it's his mother, his aunt, his grandmother, who, whoever, to come from a female, um, he will always um, kind of, he will always kind of, I don't want to say the word lack, mm-hmm. uh, but he will be missing the male perspective so that it's about balance. Mm-hmm. And if he gets so much female influence, so much female um, uh, noticing female behaviors, how females handle things, what will happen is he'll always be witnessing emotions, mm-hmm. emotions, emotions, emotions. And in turn, that will make him an emotional man. Mm. And one thing I will have to say that I do not agree with is it's I don't think that a man should be overly emotional like a woman mm-hmm. because what's going to happen is you're going to jump in that emotional pool with her and then there's nobody on the shore anymore right. to bring her out of it, to bring her out of it. And having a father or a male figure, whoever he may be, uh, teaches him how to stay in the middle. You can go out there a little bit with her. Think of like the ocean, you know, you can go out there a little bit, but don't let it, you can even go out to the water comes up to your nose, but that's mm. your last entry. That's your last entryway to get it, to get oxygen. She's already mm-hmm. drowning in emotions right now. You mm-hmm. still got to be the one is, you know, to say, you know, and in his own way, you know, depending on how, how he has to deal with that woman, you know, um, so, yeah, definitely, you know, back in the 40s and 50s when the father was at home and, um, you know, you you hear old people say, you know, back in my day, you know, men <laughs> did this, men did that. Some of it's right. Some of it's not right, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, but I, I, I really think that uh, after the 80s, 70s and 80s and 90s when the when the father became more and more um, absent. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can even look at the men today, and I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like the roles are reversed. Yeah, it seems like the women have become way more masculine, and way more take charge, and way more mm-hmm. shot callers, and way more, and the men have become in, engulfed in their feelings and how they feel, and uh, mm-hmm. still looking for mom in mm-hmm. their woman. You know, still looking for their sisters or aunts or their grandmother in their woman, still looking to be nurtured and pampered, and when in fact they should be the one that is setting the tone in the home. You know, mm-hmm. but it seems like that that attribute is kind of lacking. You know, and today's culture, unfortunately, the music doesn't make it any better. The movies right. don't make it any better. The the social media doesn't make it any better, and um, you know, it's like today's a lot of today's men because of a lot of things they've experienced in their childhood and things growing up and five daddies not home and 
you know, different things. Um, they mm-hmm. really kind of go from woman to woman, looking for, uh, looking for mama. You know, yeah. looking for, looking for that consolation. You know what I mean? And the thing about it, when daddy comes home, I remember when my dad would come home, the whole energy in the house would shift. <laughs> no matter what was going on, who was acting up, who was loud, who was doing whatever. If, if mama was on the phone, hold on, baby, let me call you right back. Randy's coming in. You know what I mean? Let yep. me stop what I'm doing to clean this room exactly. up. My sisters would go fold those clothes up. You know, it's like the mm-hmm. whole energy would shift. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's how I knew I had a very strong father extremely strong father and he set the tone now my father didn't say a whole lot when I was young but what he did say uh, was very uh, to the point and it was very matter of fact you Mm -hmm. know and I got I got what I could get from it and um, you know so to answer your question about does the father uh, or lack of a father in the home affect uh, young affect grown men today. I would have to say mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Yeah. Every every partner that I have, or friend, or whatever, uh, always says, "Yeah, man, my dad. Either my dad wasn't around, but I had my uncle, I had my granddad. You know, some of them don't have anybody at all, and they just learn right. and cling to whoever they can. You know, right. so yeah, it yeah. definitely makes makes a huge difference. Wow, that's amazing. So I agree 100% with the effect of having a father or a father figure in the household and that setting the tone in the house. Because mm-hmm. if you have a strong man in the house and there are other boys in the house, they're going to look up to that man. They're going to see, okay, this is the blueprint. These are the footsteps that I need to follow uh, they're not mm-hmm. going to be going outside of the house and looking for that figure or that role model or that influence. And in today's society, yeah. that's what's happening. And, you know, you even have it to the point where kids are looking up to musicians as role models. And, you know, yeah, definitely, definitely. as a culture, um, you know, not just as a yeah. community, as a culture. Yeah. You know, the key word you said there was blueprint. Mm-hmm. The key word is blueprint. And really, what is the blueprint today? What's the blueprint today for manhood? Mm. You know, <laughs> and it depends on depending on which man you ask, you're going to get a different blueprint. Even right. the basics, the basics of that blueprint will even be will will, will even be different. Right. You know, Definitely. and what are the basics providing, professing, protecting? Those even those even those three P's right there mm-hmm. are even different. You know what I mean? And those are that's just the basic things. You know, and it's it you know, so it all depends on who you ask and where they are yeah. in life, what they've experienced. They're gonna mm-hmm. have a different blueprint, you know. And right. uh living in Atlanta, you know, um, man, everybody <laughs> is looking for <laughs> Everybody's looking for a blueprint that matches their blueprint or is or right. as close to it as possible. You know, yeah. so No, I I agree with you. Um if you guys are just now tuning in, this is He Said What? And tonight's question is why is it hard for men to open up about their childhood? And we have the wonderful, the one and only King Speaks as our guest tonight, and I am very excited with the information that he is providing to us tonight. So let me ask you this, because as a woman, as I stated earlier, as a woman, I want to know your emotions. I want to know how you feel. And the reason why I want to know it is because it helps me understand who you are. It helps me understand Mm why you may exhibit certain behaviors and why you may say certain things and why certain things may be triggers for you. It helps me understand you as a individual. So that's why emotions and feelings are very important to me. So what can we as women do to help men obtain comfort in order for them to Mm. open up to us? 
and trust and trust us enough to open up. Mm, wow. One word. Listen. Listen. <laughs> Listen. The listening is such an underrated characteristic that is missing in both men and women, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but just speaking from a, a male point of view and, you know, uh, from the things I hear, I don't know, for some reason, I'm kind of like the male version of Dear Abby for my friends, <laughs> you know, and um, seriously, you know, and uh, and I even have those friends that I kind of run things by. You know, and but the things that they're telling me is, man, I'm you know, hey man, I'm gonna stop by and see you real quick. I said, okay, come on, man, doors open. What's going on, man? You know, just going through it with her, you know. And then when they tell me what they're arguing about, I'm just like, wow, man, it's eleven o'clock at night. Y'all supposed to be in the bed, kicked back, and just chilling. You know what I mean? And y'all arguing about expression. Who said what? You know, and I and I tell them all the time, man. If two people are arguing, who's listening? Nobody. Right. Nobody's listening. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking to y'all and talking. You're trying to talk louder than her. She's trying to talk louder than you. And he and he'll say, all I said was X Y Z. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's uh, whenever I hear all I said was, I know it's way more to that. <laughs> way more to that. No, that's not all you said, but what you did say. In her mind, maybe a, a whole book, you know, or she said, you know, and um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like, um, as far as what a woman can do is, let that man say something, mm-hmm. let him speak. Don't roll your eyes. Don't turn your back. Don't pick up your phone and start texting while he's talking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about respect. Listening is one of the greatest forms of respect that you can give a man. That's a very yeah. little known secret that a lot of women don't don't really utilize. Mm-hmm. Because if a man knows he can come home to a woman that will listen to his day or listen to his issue, you know, and I'm not saying a man that comes home whiny every day and and he's just supposed to just listen to that. No, we're talking right. about real men here. But real men have problems too. You know, mm-hmm. real men have questions too, and really, the woman being the bearer that she was designed to be, you know, one of her—I feel like one of her God-given gifts that men don't have—is to bear um, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is to—it's—it's really to not bear the man's troubles and, and issues, but it's mm-hmm. to be the bearer and just say, you know what, let me Hold absorb. Yeah, let me just hold it for him for a second, even for a second. I'm going to give it back to him because he's the man. He got to deal with this. Mm -hmm. But let me just hold this for him. And and what do I mean by holding it for him? Make him feel comfortable knowing he can talk to you. You know, know, fix him a drink while he's talking. You know, uh, baby, before you start, did you eat? You know, did you mm. eat today? You know, are you tired? Do you want to take a nap and then wake up and talk about it? Sometimes just a little bit of rest, you know, can right. just really turn our day around, you know. So that's what mm-hmm. I mean, just kind of bearing, kind of bear with them, you know, yeah. bear with them. And um, just listen and don't judge him. Don't mm. judge him. Don't laugh at him. Don't make him feel like, because what's going to happen is the one time that you mm. make him feel like a fool, for coming to you and you embarrass him as the man in the relationship, there are not one door is going to shut, but about ten <laughs> ten forms of communication are going to be cut off. Yes. Seriously, and you're gonna and it's gonna drive you crazy because what's wrong? Nothing, absolutely yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll be back. I'm going to the bar. I'm going mm-hmm. to the pool hall. I'm going here. I'm going there. I don't know where I'm going to end up. I'll call you and let you know. Now, that's going to drive you crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because one thing women don't like is uncertainty in a relationship. Mm-hmm. A woman wants to feel stable. She wants to feel secure. And she wants to know that whatever her man goes through with, it's something that they both can come to the table with and have a discussion about. Right. Mm, 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 mm. Look at those gems just a dropping, just a sprinkling. <laughs> wow. Now, I, I, 
one thing that I have always known, and I may not exercise it all the time because, first of all, I am a woman. Second of all, I'm an eerie, so I am like the fixer. I always want to fix. But one thing that I've mm. um, definitely known was that when it comes to men going through any type of challenge or any type of issue, if a man comes to a woman and he tells her or he confines in her, he's not telling us for us to do something about it. He's telling us to get it off of his Mm. chest. He's looking for the emotional support. Men are not looking for women to do something about it. They are the ones that's going to do something about it. It's just a matter of allowing them to vent. And yes, never, never, never take what someone tells you and throw it in their face or kick them when they're down because you best believe that relationship is is just over. It's just, it's done because it's a pride thing too, you know? So it's a pride thing. Yeah. Yeah. For you to say growing up, you were taught that you were not supposed to have feelings. And then as an adult, you come to a woman and tell her what you're feeling and how you're feeling. And she laughs at you. That makes you wonder, like, why did I even say something in the first place? Why did I say something in the first place? Exactly. And, you know, when I was a kid, one thing I do remember mm-hmm. is the changes that I would go through when I would want to say something. Mm. You know, I would go through so many changes. You know, it's like I would go to, you know, whoever it was, whether it was my mom, my teacher, my sister's dad, whoever, you know, and I would talk around the subject, and they mm-hmm. would be sitting there looking like, man, what is it? You know, and it's just <laughs> like, it's like I want to step in there so bad, but I'm, but I don't right. want to put my foot in the trap. I don't right. want to put my foot into a verbal trap, into where I'm, I am called weak, I am called, uh, you know, corny. I'm called a punk, a sissy, mm-hmm. or whatever. So I'm trying, and you know what? I will admit, I still do that to this day. Mm-hmm. I still do that to this day. I will talk all the way around it, and I'm working on it, but I'll talk yeah. all the way around it before I finally, and I'm talking around it because I'm trying to feel the person out. Right. You know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to feel them out, and, you know, and I'm having flashbacks in my mind about, well, the last time I said this or, mm-hmm. you know, we argued or the last time I tried to say, you know what I mean? It's like, well, this is really, really bothering me, you know. Right. And so my mom taught me when I was young, she would say, you know, it's okay to have something bother you, but make sure it's not just a feeling because feelings change. Right. You know, give it a day give it a day or two, and if it's still bothering you, and if it's still on your mind, then you come to it, you know, then then you bring, you know, you bring it out, you bring it to the table. Right. You know? And um, so, I, you know, I still try to practice that method today, you know, but um, I don't know, I'm kind of a little bit of both now, mm-hmm. you know, I guess it all depends on who I'm in the company of. Right. And, uh, you know, I try to be extremely careful with saying how I really feel about something or how I even may really feel about someone, you know, right. like I say, because you just don't want to kind of get into that um, verbal trap, you know, and right. to where you, you you will get your feelings hurt by a lot of people these days, you know. Yeah, so, <laughs> some people just don't yeah. care. They're like, fuck it, I don't care. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't yeah. care at all. Yeah, and they're like, look, that's not me. It's him. Ain't got nothing to do with me. So, right. Oh, man. Well, if you guys are just now tuning in, this is He Said What? I am Simply Bree, and we have our guest, King Speaks. King, do you have any closing remarks or words of wisdom for the listeners? Uh, I would just say as far as the topic goes on why mm-hmm. why it's so hard for men to open up about their childhood, you know, mm-hmm. I would tell any man who's who's still experiencing that type of um it's really a form of trauma. Mhm. And uh you have to treat it as though it is uh you know, a, a traumatic event that happened to you because it's nothing normal or not about not being able to express yourself to anybody. 
anything. No one is better than you, and you deserve to be heard, just like you have to listen to everybody else, Mm -hmm. you know. And if you still find yourself struggling in that area, you know, man, if you got to sit and get help, go get some help, man. Talk to somebody. So somebody who's been through it can walk you through it because Mm -hmm. it's unknown, you know. And Mm -hmm. look at it like you're going back to school and you're just learning how to be a better, more effective communicator while still holding on to your masculinity, still holding mm-hmm. on to your pride, still holding on to, you know, whatever it is that you have and uh, whatever it is that you're looking for. And, um, you know, trust trust your instincts, man. Right. You know, listen listen to that still, small voice in your mind. Listen right. to your kind. Your conscience is telling you what you need to do, you know, but the, the feelings come in and kind of screw that up. So learn to separate the two. And, um, hey, man, you got a voice, man. You know, be heard. You know, you're there. People are looking to you for leadership. People are looking for you for guidance and mm-hmm. protection and provision, you know. So, um, and it's going to be hard for you to do that if you feel like you can't say nothing, man. So right. let it go. Shake it off. And uh, whatever it is that you feel like you have to do, you may even have to cut some people off. Mm-hmm. You know, because one thing you one thing you don't need to do is uh, keep busting your head against a brick wall. It's not going to move, and they're not going to change. So get around right. people that are get around people that are more um, in tune with you, and that you're more in tune with, and look for balance. I'm a Libra, so I look mm-hmm. for balance. You know? Okay. And um, so yeah, that's that's the best I could tell them right now. That'll definitely get them started. I feel awesome. Great advice. And let them know where find you where can they reach out to book you for you know photography or you know even a poetry event oh yeah uh for photography uh, i'm on instagram facebook and a couple other ones out there (laughs) but uh it's frederick underscore f-r-e-d-r-i-c underscore photography uh for photography you can reach out to me on facebook it's just fred nutter jr on facebook and um you know, that'll either one of those will pretty much get me there. You know what I mean? So uh, just reach out, and I'm here for you. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank I'll definitely you for need to me. have you back on at a later time because listen, diamonds everywhere. Yes. All right. So. Um, I just want to also thank everyone for tuning in this evening. I hope that my guest was able to help bring a better understanding on how men might process questions and situations differently than us women. If you would like to be a guest on the show, send an email with the subject guest to whatradio at gmail.com. Make sure you also check out our guest, King Speaks, at Frederick underscore photography, and that's for Instagram and on Facebook. Check out his work and definitely book him. Follow us on IG at He Said What Radio, and be sure to subscribe to to the show to stay in tune with the latest gushes and topics. Every Tuesday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will have a new show with a different question. And tune in next week where we will have our guest, Kellen Marcus, where he will address the topic, why won't a man just say he wants to flirt and sleep with multiple women? In closing, a famous quote by Miss Albert Einstein, assumptions are made, most assumptions are wrong. I am your host, Simply Bree. This is He Said What? You guys have a wonderful evening. Smells of sexy wishes. Deep dark chocolate. Vanilla kisses. Follow my rhythm. Move to my beat. 
black vanilla flavors are wrapping her feet. Black is beautiful.